Welcome to another episode of This Isn't a Debate, a weekly podcast where we pick apart different selections of media. I'm your host, Cody, and here I have with me audio. Hello. And Reed. Hey, what's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Today we're going to talk about Voltron. Voltron the Legendary Defender is not the one we're talking about. We're talking about the new one. That is the one we're talking about. We're not talking about Defender of the Universe. We're there. I'm getting it. Okay. Do you, are you sure? Do you know what we're talking about? Or are you I prepared? Do. I picked it. Okay. I, I picked did. it. Yes. So yes. I'm, even... I'm aware. Okay. All right. This, um, we just watched season one and it's aired in June 10th, 2016. Uh, DreamWorks put it out on Netflix. Um, it is based on an older Voltron series and the anime Go Lion. Go Lion. Beast yeah. Go Lion. Beast King Go Lion. There it is. Um, initial thoughts, guys. What'd you think about it? So, okay. So, like, me as an adult, I fucking hated it. I think if I were, like, younger, like, probably third or fourth grade, this would be enjoyable. Um, but there were, there were just a lot of things that were cardinal sins for me that this show did um, when it comes to shows. Even, like, and this is the same reason why I fucking bash so much anime all the time is because like even though i'll sit there and watch it it still commits a lot of cardinal sins i like big fighty things so like i enjoyed it but right so like that's my whole emphasis as we talk about this i enjoyed it um but (laughs) um there were a couple of times i had to like literally pause it walk out the room yell into the void and then come back and and resume yeah i definitely agree with that audio i enjoy it despite itself i feel like um this i've watched the whole series i know you guys have just seen this first one and i assume that you haven't seen the original series or the original Uh, so you almost assume correctly i made a point of going back and i watched a couple of the original episodes for the um american or the western cartoon of voltron um and i read uh, the entire wikipedia and a couple of the fanpedia stuff um and then i went back and i watched the pilot episode for go lion um, so all right homework for yeah. me um so like as a person that has is very much a monster movie like monster battle kind of movie guy that's really something i'm very into you know godzilla show yeah kaiju right so like um you kind of can't be a part of that universe without knowing what voltron is right um like voltron and then power rangers not power Power rangers did not come first for those that are uneducated literally was voltron then power rangers um you kind of you kind of learn enough so i feel like i know enough about the series that if i stopped watching right now I already know enough about what happens that I probably wouldn't be disappointed. But that being said, I'm probably going to watch more of it. Yeah, no spoilers, but season one, I didn't remember this until I watched it recently. Um, season one is a very, very small chunk of the story. Extremely. That over this whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like there. So there's a there's a couple of things that I found really interesting. If you're talking about like this being a. I wouldn't even really call it a um, a reboot, or excuse me, I wouldn't call it like a retelling, like because this feels 
there's just so many things that are so canonically different in this that I've seen like so far versus the original Western Voltron. Um, and it's like 100% oh, yeah. different than Goline. Goline, like other than the fact that it's five lions that transform to make one lion or one Voltron, like it has absolutely nothing yeah, to do with Goline. Um, essentially the setting and the premise are the same more or less, but then the story takes a, like a hard liberties from the original. The characters are the biggest things that are different. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I, like, I don't know, I didn't look ahead and what's going to happen in Voltron, but like one of the things that happens really early on in OG Voltron is, um, so first of all, one of the biggest things that they did is they made their outfits. Cause I, so like, there were a lot of things that made like, you know, childhood nostalgic young me just really giddy. And that's that the moment you get introduced to the first three characters, like, you know, they're going to be like the main characters ish, right? Um, and then you see them, you see Lance and Hunk in, um, in normal clothes. And the very first thing you notice is Hunk is wearing a yellow shirt and Lance is wearing a white t-shirt with a blue collar. And you see Pidge wearing a little bit of green. And then Foreshadowing. You meet, uh, yeah, then you meet Keith who's wearing a red jacket. And so it's like, there, well, so this is the thing that this one does that the others did not do. Cause this is what like, this is what Power Rangers did. They all wear the color of the lion they're about to pilot. In OG Voltron, that is not the case. Uh, Keith wore red and piloted the black um, uh, lion, like the head. Oh, and I feel Lance, like you're getting ahead of that, though. You're, you're, so, Reed, you're, you're getting way yourself. ahead of yourself, in, dog. In the original series, Keith starts with the red lion. No, he does. In the original series, Keith starts with the, with the black lion. Oh, okay. Well... No spoilers, but similar to the original series, people do switch lines in this, and they don't all end with the one they're in. Yeah, so, like, in the original one, like, Keith starts with the black lion, Lance starts with the red lion, Shiro starts with the blue lion, and uh, Pidge starts with the green lion, and Hunk starts with the yellow lion. And Shiro dies within, like, the first six episodes, and the princess takes over as the blue lion pilot. Yes. Okay. Right. I was just remembering which one they started in incorrectly. It's been literal decades. decades yeah. since I feel like you're not, why I know you're not fucking anything up, right? And, like I went back and looked this up and watched a few episodes. That's why I know this. Um, yeah. Another thing too that I thought was saw, thought was really interesting. They leave it out. I think in the in the modern one is their last names. The only person whose last name you know kind of is Shiro's because Shiro is short for his last name, which is Shiro Gane. So in the original ones, they're all named after metals. <clears throat> which I thought was really interesting. So, like, Keith's last name is, is um, Akigane or Akira, Akirigane or Akiragane, which is gold. Um, Shirogane is silver. Uh, fuck, what is Lance's last name? I think it translates to bronze. And then Hunks is copper. And Pidge's is tin. But, yeah, they're all, like, supposed to be metals. Okay, so I'm going to steer it a different direction real quick. Um, from the whole series so far, who do you think your favorite character is? It doesn't even have to be a paladin. Hmm. <laughs> My favorite character would be Shiro, except for some of the things he says. That makes me, like, hate him. Um, aside from that, Corrin's probably my favorite character. 
I don't like any yeah, of the characters as a individual. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like any of the characters as individuals. Um, Corin's, if I have to like, pick, I like the mice. <laughs> <laughs> the mice. Corin's introduction is rough. After like the third episode, I actually start finding him endearing and amusing. Um, but like, oh. I think everyone's introduction is rough. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, but like, <clears throat> I can't stand Lance. I cannot fucking stand Pidge. Um, hunt, like hunk makes no sense to me whatsoever. The guy applies to be a on ship on shuttle engineer yeah. of a spaceship and he gets motion sickness all the time like that that that, uh, that bugs me that bugs me so much i'm like i'm not saying it's not a possibility but if it were your ass would have dramamine on, like in an iv connected to like some futuristic stem pack that's like you know what i mean like the same way that like uh, diabetics have that fucking timer where they just inject a little thing into their side for like their their insulin he'd have that shit but dramamine like no. <laughs> oh, the characters. So, like, it's it. It almost fits the theme of the show, right? This is a show about individual parts becoming a singular entity, right? Yeah. It, it almost fits that in a way that, like, you can't, you can't, you can't enjoy any of the characters individually. Yeah. The only scenes for me that bring it is when they are actually all together and and playing off of each other, right? But like. I, I'm with you right there with Hunk. I, I almost am to the point where I mute every time I think that Lance is about to have some kind of monologue coming up. Yep. I, yep, cannot I, stand. I, yeah, I cannot stand that. You guys never watched Adventure Time, did no. you? No. Oh, Jeremy Shada is the voice of him, and he voices the main character from Adventure. Does he Time. also voice Sokka? Because yes. I say because Lance, like, Lance yeah, is voiced it, by him. Yeah, so like I, I made yep. that connection that I thought Lance was voiced by Andrew Francis because <clears throat> he did Andrew Francis did Smallville. Uh, he did like knock around guys. I'm like 90% sure Lance is voiced by Andrew Francis. No, it's 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 Jeremy Shada. <laughs> but really? like I looked it up right before we did this. I like I so my, my issue with Lance is like I rec like I recognize him as Sakura and I he very much feels like if that's even possible, a less mature Sokka. But here's the problem. So, okay, I understand they want to make the characters probably a little bit younger than, like, OG Voltron. Yeah, they're very much children at the beginning They're not of the supposed to be. Like, when, I mean, Pidge, <clears throat> Pidge, sure, she's supposed to be, like, a uh, a super genius or whatever, which I take issue with with, with some of the things yeah, she does. She's just, like, savant-level genius, Yeah, I feel but, like... like the others, like Lance, could, um, Keith, and Hunk, they're all cadets. Now, I don't know if you know anything about, like, OCS or any of, like, going to West Point or the Naval Academy College or the Air Force Academy College or anything like that, but those are all cadets. You are a, like, if you are in college at a military school, you are a cadet, not if you're a high school student. Like, that's... Well, you're assuming that the world works the same way ours does. I am. You're right. Doesn't you don't really see that in the first season? But this is very much a different mm, Earth than true. Earth. And like it's the, it's more like your Star Trek Earth. Almost. Well, I was gonna say it's it feels more like Ender's Game Earth. Yes, where like the, the military where they don't do physicals and therefore 
identify the trap in the first season. Got it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a whole other... Overweight guy that's always hungry oh, yeah. and has motion sickness. Definitely flight mechanic. Oh, yeah. Material. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dif- different Earth. Dif- probably not not a very good Earth. <laughs> well, like, so... so okay. There's so a reason you- we're branching out to the cosmos. When you do see Hunk actually be strong later, but he is not depicted that way in the beginning, which is what I have a problem with. Like, if you... So, like, okay... The pilot makes a point of being, what is it, like an hour and a half long? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so the pilot is supposed to... 60 So the pilot's less. supposed to hook you in, right, get you immersed, and sell this show to you. So there's a lot of things that happen in the very first episode that bug me that I feel like if it happened later in the season, it wouldn't have been so bad, right? Because, like, I think, what is it? Is it episode six or seven where they go to the Balmera planet? Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I think it's... You watch Hunk manhandle this giant fucking crystal. So you know dude's strong. Like, he could probably pass the physicals. Like, you know that at that point. But we don't... That's not our introduction to him. And so instead, when I'm so... Like, when I'm sitting there and I'm like, you're trying to sell me something and I'm, you know, having to certain Like, suspend extra disbelief because Mm -hmm. there are these certain... Like, oh, you're you're gonna make... You're going to make the fat kid trope be called hunk. Oh, okay. Does he also have junk in his trunk? Does he eat hunks of cake? <laughs> like, I I mean, Aurora be do, do be looking kind of like alien dummy thick, though. She do like, be. I mean, I, okay. I, depending on how lonely I get, you know. Yeah. What up, girl? 10,000 years, huh? Rule 34, Alora. <laughs> I had a hardcore like um Sailor Moon like visual there when she like changes into the uniform and she has her pink uniform. I was like, oh yeah, she's <laughs> only thing though is like again, this is something I have that's very common with like anything that's animated, anime, cartoons, animated movies or whatever, is and this is probably gonna side rail us just a little bit, but I have since I brought up Alora, I have to talk about how her opening scene, right? This princess this mystic princess ten thousand years cryogenically frozen and our introduction to her is her falling out of her pod into the arms of the single most annoying person in all of the universes period and like right out the gate we know that this is going to be the love interest right and like it just why do why do companies feel that they have to do that stuff it's just like a love interest right it it is not Right, but it's if if this it's just like it's like they don't know their own target audience, right? So like there are a lot of things that they do that is like that's just like, hey, fans of the original, we got you, right? I mean, there nothing to say about it. The animation in it is beautiful. It the animation is very well done. Very beautifully drawn. Very beautifully drawn for I mean, like you can't not get sucked in. Like when you when they go into space, when they go to Balmera, when they go anywhere right what the like rs i mean beautiful visuals right but you force a plot that one the fans of the original probably don't care about and two you also your humor your writing is directed towards tweens 10 to 16 years old is probably the market they were trying to hit no 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 i'm thinking six to ten i i don't know some of the humor there really fits the whole like haha i'm um i'm growing up kind of it's not 
young, young. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you don't target I, tweens. You target people who think they're old. Which I mean, granted, is literally every I feel child. Like Sorry, it, go ahead. It's probably targeted for people too that are like the age to have watched it before to watch it with their children. Yes, that. But we don't. We it's didn't need a love interest. For. Like that's the one thing I hated about I agree. It. It, it, it. And it it serves no purpose. Like even we'll jump even further ahead, right? I will say they like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say they they back off of it a little bit. I feel like after the first. That's season. my problem. Um, I'm, that that's my problem right there though. So like you go the first season and like Lance is like so hung up on her, but then when she gets fucking kidnapped. Like he's just the most passive person. He's the quickest and, to be like, nah, fuck this. Yeah, I mean, it just it it just it ruins. Like, if you're gonna sell, if you're gonna I sell me Keith butter, you gotta bring the this. bread too, dog. I feel like they both like, did. Like, well, no, okay, so yes, Keith was the one be like, we yeah. should regroup and re-strategize, yeah. but. Yeah, like Lance was not I about to like. Think Lance says Lance was like, ah. that's cold. Yeah. Even for yeah, that's cold. Even for you, Keith was the only person that was actually using his brain for a second, yep. right? But realistically, like Keith was probably right. Yes. Keith was one hundred percent right. They do kind of need her for the ship to work. You also whatever. need her so for the show to fucking her, work. But it's stupid <laughs> just to go, and it's also dumb of them not to tell them that, like, oh, the previous paladin, a uh, spoiler, of the Black Lion, was. Zarkon. Right. So probably once you get there, there might be so like a. Uh, there's but like, it's more to it than that. Right. It's more to it than the previous paladin was Zarkon. It's it like to me, it's more like didn't build Voltron. The um, the Galra did. Alora's father did. No, Alora's father built Voltron. That's not told you in the first. Yeah, season, it, it's it's that. very. It, so I mean, they do that though because like so they, they do is, kind of the, loosely. This is, no, this is the other issue, right? Is like she does say at one point, "My father built." She does, lines. and then at one point, Zarkon also makes it pretty clear he, that he's this isn't his first encounter, and that he's basically saying that the king hid his cre hit the king's creation from me, which. You know, no, you go the, to like, find out. Zarkon's there. verbiage is that I'm going to reclaim what is like what was mine, and he's talking yeah, about because Voltron. He was the previous. No, no, it's fine if he's like it's fine that he's the previous owner, but he's talking about Voltron as a whole, and like they that verbiage makes it sound like they built Voltron because they're the conquering empire, and then the Altaians stole it. Um, now maybe that's not what happened, but like that's. What a lot of like the worries lead you to believe. I mean, it, it it's a moot point, I guess. But like, there there are certain things too that bother me because it talks like the way they talk about Voltron makes it sound like it's been around for a very long time. Well, evidently it hasn't. At least not in the sense of like, yes, it's been around for over ten thousand years, but that's because they've been asleep for ten thousand years. Yeah, but not much. It's it it wasn't. They said the castle was built ten thousand six hundred years ago, and I feel like the lions have been around for quite a bit less than 600 years that's the other thing too corin's like my grandfather built this cap like built this castle yeah they have long lives yeah that yeah that's a, that's a long time um <laughs> not not incredibly long well he was like obviously 100 years is long to us but like the 300 year lifespan is not like outrageous if you have people that are living to like ten thousand, like zarkon but that is insane. Thousand because of magic. The other, like the other, because of quintessential, quintessential quintessence. The other thing that I take issue with is like if Zarkon God, is the original paladin, like 
what is the history there? And I mean, you do find out. I could tell you, but I don't know if we should spoil that. Right yeah, I mean, here. it's fine because like I, I probably will finish the show because that is one thing is like I found I did have to make the conscious decision to stop watching at the end of season one because like it season one ends and it's like oh i can keep this going then i had to like check and see what episode oh it was. yeah it's like eh, it's okay it rolls right into season two and really the villain of the series isn't even in the first season so. correct also without giving away spoilers even though we kind of do that on that um there's a lot of controversy that happened with this particular remake towards the later end of the show like when it when it first released the first three seasons were actually pretty critically appraised and like people were like oh yeah this is awesome this is great and season four is where they start taking some very strong liberties with some of the characters um and like by the end of like what is it season eight season nine um i remember it being in the news one of the announcements that they made um and people were just like you just take this whole thing and just fucking ran with it, which is kind of what Netflix does for those that don't know. It's just exactly the That's same true. issues that they're having with the live yeah. action avatar movie is that Netflix is taking liberties and fucking running with it. And your creators are like, Hey, no, stop. Don't do that. Please. No, I begging you. Okay, cool. You ruined it. Cool. 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 So hold on. They're making a second live action avatar movie. No, no, not a movie. It's, it's a, a series. series. They're making wow. a live action series. Well, it's just like, yeah. I mean, not not like Fox knew what they were doing with the Lucifer TV show, but Netflix certainly hasn't improved it since they picked it up. Which random news about that Avatar show? The original one of the original writers for Avatar left because he wanted them to be Asian actors, and Netflix said, no, "Well, yeah, that was the I'm big contract." Sure that that was the, that was the big contract. Yeah. It wasn't just uh, one of them; they both left. They were both on board as okay. creative producers, and they both said that Netflix was taking some liberties with some of the character castings. And when they wrote it, it was very clear that this was an all-Asian show. And I, I know we're getting off topic from Voltron, but it is kind of important because it kind of like takes Fine. the point of that you take these things that, in their essence, wasn't anything. Like, yes, the material might be dated, and there are some things you can do, but changing the way characters function as a primary whole or adding things to their backstory that bring nothing new to the table it's like one of my biggest series sins i hate i hate when you do stuff like that i hate it i hate it so i won't i won't go into what yeah. it is um cody you you know read i'm sure you're smart enough to know um so yeah just wanted to bring that up okay. so um so, what is your bloodthirstiness on a scale of one to five? Three. I I did love that. <laughs> that was a slight. That there was were, a good. Like there, there really are some gems in the show. Like honestly speaking, that like kind of caught me off guard and made me smile just in the time. I like time. it. I mean, I I probably went back and rewound it like two or three times when the mice are going through the duct and like they each have their own different style of getting yeah. around and it. And a big, just, big one just like what. <laughs> I was like, yo, that was not mounted to that very well at all. That dude just <laughs> no, fucking, no, like, Hercule strength and, like, wow. That was good. Uh, the What level is your bloodthirstiness? That was good. Um, There's one moment in the show. It's in, like, the first episode, maybe. I think it's right when they come in the castle and, they, like, fall through the floor. It makes this that Nicotel noise from Stargate. 
I don't know if you caught that, Reed. Uh, I did not it's catch like, that. What, what was it that makes that noise? I, it's when they first come into the castle after they arrive with the blue line. I feel like it happens when they like walk in and they're like, "Hey, anybody here?" And they like fall through the floor or something happens. And when the floor opens up, it makes that. Obviously, I can't right. make that noise, but, but it's it, that yeah, but it's noise. a very distinct noise. I had to listen to it like three times because I'm like, ah, Stargate. <laughs> That's funny. I did not catch it. I'm gonna have to like Good go times. back and watch it now just to see if I can catch it again. Um, so I feel like the fights get better and better throughout the show. Um, and I feel like by the end of it, when they're fighting Zarkon, I, can't, I almost forget his name every time but- I want to say it. <laughs> Um, form Voltron. I thought that Voltron, Voltron, Voltron. At least oh, you can skip the Voltron God. scenes. It says it's four that hours should... and forty-five minutes for the whole first season. But if you cut out all the Voltron changes, you got like four hours. Yeah, I'm just saying that should be like you know how Netflix lets you skip the intro. That should there also should be, be a, a thing that yeah, this should be skip transformation. Like I can only see five uh, things that look like lions flying in a beach. Can I, mean, I get Mighty Duck vibes? Like to. I, like I mean, I just I just close my eyes, you know, every time it happens. But I mean, it's a callback to like old school anime and like I kn- all of it and like Mecca, basically. Like old. But it's all mecha. ruined, right? If you've ever seen the Green Ranger play his flute to summon everybody, all that shit's ruined for you forever. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, dun, dun, yeah, you can't. Dun, dun, you can't. The fucking... mask plays a flute. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yo, what? Co- I don't want to talk about. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, the the four Voltron thing. Uh, mm, and obviously, right? The fights are supposed to get better well, as they learn more about how to like unlock their potential and stuff, and the psychic connection that they have with this this being. Um, so one of the things that bugs me about the psychic connection, though, is like you had such a good thing to model off of it. Pacific Rim, like you want to modernize something and you want to take something that like uh, kind of what like you could have just you could have just stole from Pacific Rim and it would have been fine. Like Pacific Rim stole from like everybody. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean like Pacific Rim stole from Gundam G Gundam G G well, Gundam? Kind of they did. Yeah, I mean like G Gundam they have that suit. It's not really about like thinking so much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I would love to see a live action fucking G Gundam. That shit needs to happen. Um, Any live action Gundam, honestly. Yeah, for real. Not a movie, though. Gotta be a series. Gotta be a series. On your point about, like, them... um... Yeah, there's not... There's too much for a Gundam. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. You can go ahead, Reed. On your point about, like, them coming under their powers, I will say that is one of the things that I get excited for every episode, and, like, in case it happens, is, like, okay, yeah, show me, like, maybe they'll get some new powers this time. Um, I especially like that uh, it seems like keith and shiro are the ones that are tapping more into their powers more so than um like lance did it once or whatever and hunk and pidge don't ever i hate that pidge says oh i adapted the um invisible technology of the practice room from this language or from this alien culture that i've never fucking seen before in my life and all of their instructions are written in a language that i don't even know what letter matches up with the sound ah to my other piece of alien technology yeah. like i don't care how smart you are like that that is not uh, something you can just do yeah, as a hobby i struggled like a I, week. I struggled with that one too um i also uh really struggled with the end of the Balmera arc where like um 
Allura like just suddenly starts healing the fucking planet, right? Where she's standing next to the castle. And like, there's just a lot of things that like, you really have to go, okay, this really I mean, is meant to be like, you know, some of this stuff is implied because well, you're supposed to just some... know this already crazy magical stuff true there is, oh my like, god the dru the uh, fucking druid that starts like teleporting and fucking shooting uh vader lightning like not vader emperor lightning like yeah what the fuck i will say that i appreciate this kind of like um i don't know what it's called because you don't really see magic blended with sci-fi too much the closest would be hex punk but that's steampunk and magic combined um, but I, I do appreciate that marriage of uh, science and magic. What did what does Koran call it? Advanced technology that also is mixed with supernatural elements, and science science can, alone can't yeah. explain it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When, like, when you put it like that, it does kind right. of sound like. So, I love like that's a great, that's an adult Shout scientific to way to say what the fuck. <laughs> um, um, but like yeah. the like them healing the planet. I'm okay with that because like, honestly speaking, like that was going to have a positive outcome regardless. Like they were either going to rescue them all and take them to another Balmera or they were going to heal that planet. Like that, that didn't bother me that much, but it's like when it feels like, Oh, okay. We're being lazy about introducing new mechanics to plot. So we're going to just give anything pitch touches the ability for her to do like some random science, like, it feels like an episode of OG Star Trek. That's what it feels like. Anytime Pidge right. is involved, it feels like an episode of OG Star Trek. Like the Pidge is just Romulans like pose no threat Pidge, to us. Pidge is fucking Neo, right? Like just starts hacking shit and putting doing all this shit. It don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, right. She hacks into government feed like the first five seconds yeah, you meet her. Not even that, right? They go to the super like loading station base that obviously has this big secret, right? They're guarding the quintessence or whatever, the, the thing that transforms it or whatever. And like they, 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 okay, they get to the guards. It's very lightly guarded for such a such a thing, but okay, cool, whatever. They get up there and like, so this is this is where you lose me like really fucking quick uh, as someone that is in the IT world, right? From the, her little computer, if I'm gonna call it a tablet, because that's that's basically what it was. It basically it's like a USB cord, and you just like you plug it in to the the Galra station, right? Because you obviously have compatible cable, even though this is the most militaristic, scientifically advanced civilization. No, this, this is period. This isn't USB. It's V. USB. Right. Okay. It's, the, the, right. Yeah, it's a universal, universal serial bus. It's just one you plug, plug in. it in they, they and all just use the like same crystals, just different. You colors. start. You just start hacking. And you're like, oh yeah, it came Dude, up with a great idea. We're gonna be honestly, able to like translate Steve, this instantly, uh, even though it's only been like 48 hours. But we could decrypt it all, even though I like don't really know what kind of program I'm running to decrypt this. But uh, yeah, go for it. And then it like she has a universal decryptor program. <laughs> Come on, man, she's on. This is a Batman this. level Earth, gadgets, like, I'm bro. Ready for this Batman level shit. gadgets. See, like, I'm there's. It didn't bother I'd, me. I would say, like, ahead, I didn't even bat a fucking eye at her like just interfacing with alien technology because How? of Stargate. That's why I did, like I have seen so many episodes yeah. of Stargate where it's like now granted I feel like Stargate does it like handles it better because like at least uh captain or major or lieutenant colonel Carter um ends up having to like explain why this is taking so long it's like sir I've never seen this before you're going to have to give me some time to kind of like get like at least look for some math that I recognize and go from there but it's like 
I've seen so many Earthlings between SG-1 and Atlantis just basically plug a fucking, like, not even a USB. No, 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 especially in Atlantis. In Atlantis, they're just fucking splicing wires together to this ancient technology. It's like, oh, this this will totally work. Let me yeah. let me rip off this well, panel. It seems like, like everything, everything in this world's wireless, or you just, like, hook a connector up to you, like you just put it on somebody's skin. Like God, a- that... Atlantis is so guilty for that. Just fucking walk around with these tablets. Just, oh, I'm controlling an entire robot city with my tablet. Yeah. Well, the first time I watched this show, I did not bat an eye either at her doing all this stuff. But then, like, watching it to, like, criticize it for this, I was like, oh, no, this is not going to live up to the scrutiny of audio and read. Well, that's the other yeah. thing, too, is, like, both this code and like before with bright like all the like all the things that we're going to be watching like i'm not going to watch it just for enjoyment right like i am going to go over it with a critical eye it's one of the reasons why i try to watch everything twice is so like i can try to just suspend my disbelief for that first go around and then come back later with a fine tooth comb and be like okay well here are the things where it falls apart because like the other thing is like yes i would say out of the three of us i struggle to suspend my disbelief the most however as long as you are consistent in your own rules, I will buy anything. Like, as long as you don't break the rules you set out, then I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll play along. This show does this all the time. Like, they regularly break their own rules. And it's just like, come on. <laughs> Especially because, like, okay, whatever, they're children, but they're also supposed to be military kids. None of them are fucking disciplined. Not a goddamn one of them. And Shiro is just as guilty. He only occasionally shows God, in yeah. the tiniest measure of discipline. And it's like, you people have no idea what the military looks like. Now, obviously, the original writers had absolutely zero idea, but that's because it was the 70s and 80s. We fucking expected them to have zero idea. But, like, you want to you wanna retell a story, right? Like, you want to modernize it or rebooted or whatever and take some liberties these are places you should take liberties make it more believable make these characters feel more real not caricatures of a given archetype that's yeah my, that's my soapbox what he fucking, sorry that's what sorry, he that's fucking soapbox soap kick that <laughs> yeah. shit out from under him all right my turn praise brother praise. <laughs> your worst weakness is valuing the lives of others y- yes um <laughs> I really, uh, I really enjoy the moment when Keith gets the red lion. Keith has some great moments where he says, yeah, 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 I agree. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, he has man. some awkward dialogue moments, but he definitely has some good moments. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they all have the, super awkward The chase to the asteroid belt was actually, like, pretty fucking cool as far as animation goes. Um, I expected him to be better than that. Like, I mean, the animation I didn't, was though. great, don't get me wrong, but, like, I expected I didn't, him to be though. a better pilot. Right, I mean, so like he's he's they basically it's set him one. up. He's got they need room. No, no, no. So I mean, I mean yeah. that in the sense of like, why are you ever? I don't care if it's an asteroid, but why why are your claws ever touching the Earth? Why are you not just flying? Uh, for grip around the asteroid belt, dude, net redirection. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Now that's what I want to see. Actually, I want to see someone use the claws from their tiger to basically create a slingshot effect as they like boost around a meteor asteroid or something that's what so, i want to see okay like, minor spoilers but like this is stuff that uh, the stuff i'm saying is from this like the original series like these characters were in them so like zarkon's son becomes uh like 
one of the main villains, essentially, if not the main villain. Yeah, because he takes that over. That dude can outfly anybody else in this show. And I think you would really enjoy that if you kept watching Reed. Like, I forget his name. It starts with an L. Um, Lotor. Lotor. Oh, yeah, dude, no. Oh, okay. Lotor is, is one of the best. He's probably my favorite character from the show, besides Coran, just because I love Reese Darby, as I've said already. But, yeah, he's he's just great he's like manipulative and sadistic and also like con- oh he's one of those oh, he's so, so it's your type okay we're, we're getting into your type hold on, hold on let me write let me write some notes <laughs> he's conflicted and he's just is he conflicted i remember him being conflicted when he fucking basically betrayed his dad <laughs> i don't remember being conflicted at all well, I mean, and when he when he takes action, he's not really con- conflicted a lot of times. But it, it, I'm getting into things that aren't in the first season anyway. So there, I will say, like, I appreciate a lot of the way they handle um, the movement of the lions for the most part. Like, there are some notable exceptions. Like, anytime the yellow lions on screen, it's a it's a bore. But like watching Shiro, Lance, and Keith fly around, I feel like is usually pretty entertaining. Um, again, like mm-hmm. with the animation being as good as it is, uh, and then that last fight, <clears throat> I thought was pretty well done. Like just the whole fight altogether, like the, or the whole confrontation, I should say. Um, yes, there's like a lot of there's a lot of different things going on in the last fight and all the simultaneous battles seem like important and are well shot. I feel like, especially like Keith versus Zarkon, that is probably the high point. And Oh yeah. That was actually, that was actually hype. Zarkon Um, knows what he's doing. That whole sequence. He like gives them a show of like what you actually could eventually be. I feel like, cause he has the black Bayard and that's what he's fighting Keith with. I hope Shiro gets the Black Bayard in this one. Uh, so I don't want to like. I feel like we're all we're doing really is spoiling, but I I do know for a fact that that happens. Um, the way it happens, like, I think is actually bullshit. Personally speaking, but I I remember that uh that happening, and yeah. And we are. I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to get into spoilers, but like it's like I will. Okay, so like yes, he definitely gets the Black Bayard, and basically at some point. They become like an invisible particle phasing thing, and he just like momentarily phases out and yeets the Black Bayard from Zarkon, and then fucking phases out again and disappears. And like that whole mm. D- diversion here. Um, but it makes it seem like when they first get their Bayards, that like you know Keith makes a sword, um, Lance makes a gun, and Hunk makes a big bigger gun, <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Pidge makes like a like a grappling hook type thing. Well, you think it's just like a knife at first, but it ends up being a grappling hook. But then you learn when they fight Zarkon that like it could be whatever you want it to be. You just like have yeah. to have the the thought, the control, sure, the idea. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting concept because, like Audio was saying, in the yeah. future when they do get the Black Bayard, like he does something completely different with it than, than Zarkon did. Right, and I think like it's a fantastic concept. Um, one of the issues that I had was it goes to show you how little the princess knows despite having grown up with Voltaire. That's true. Oh my God. Right. Because like 
the way she describes it is, oh, your Bayard will take the form of whatever most suits you. And it's like, you clearly just have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like, you shouldn't be well, advising anybody. To be fair, when she was witnessing Voltron, it was basically a time of peace throughout the galaxy. So her idea is not incorrect because her father did use, I think, a sword. I think he was the red one and he used a sword. He was red. And mm-hmm. so she's not wrong. I think her, her, she's just limited in her knowledge because she didn't, she wasn't there for the fights, I don't think. When the fights did happen. Yeah, that would be weird to bring child, teenager to a fight and be like, oh yeah, we're you know, saving the yeah, world. Sit over there on the bench, daughter. We'll be done in a, um, in a, in a quintet. Well, go in, for in a, a ride in Milan. <laughs> in about three ticks. I don't know. What are these three, crazy? Oh my crazy, God. I think it takes the longer. The tick thing, that, that took up an excessive amount of the episode. I and fucking like, love that. I'm sorry. Like, I've never <laughs> seen filler in a filler episode. Like, there's filler for the filler in the filler episode. Like, they, I, mm. Uh Yeah. They compare a second to a tick. And he always he keeps comparing him to those animals too. He's like, you'll have to eat together, just like a group of yard rocks or whatever. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> something else that was kind of interesting, like once the big reveal happens, right? You learn that like excuse me, Zarkon was the original black paladin. Um there's like in the beginning of the show, they talk about how, like, oh, you know, we could have like used Voltron when we were under attack, you know, 10,000 years ago or whatever. And it's like, really? Could you have? Did you have like another black paladin on deck somewhere? Yeah, no, they, they couldn't have. Right. Right. Like, so like it, it, that conversation that in like that inner turmoil that she has inside of herself also feels like here's another plot hole. Like, like that's why her dad sent it away is because they didn't have a pilot for it. Correct presumably yes but then like uh, i mean i think we are we're all intelligent enough to figure that out like eventually you learn like what makes zarkon the way he is right Mm -hmm. like um and and so like i feel like that is an important part to really continue this part of the conversation it's like he becomes something else but he is altaian so like he becomes yeah no i I noticed very quickly like once they actually showed you what the galra actually looked like he looks nothing like yes the other zarkon is zarkon is a galra he he looks that way because of the quintessence oh he's altaian there's another character that you're thinking of i thought he's altaian and he he starts to look that way because of what happens he's he's a past because all the galra are cat people other than him yeah, yeah, he looks that way because of the quintessence and the fact that he's been alive for ten thousand years, sustained by the quintessence. But oh, okay. the character you're thinking of that is an Altaian is like I don't want to spoil it, but it's like the character that's with him all the time, the witch or the druid. Yes. Yeah, like I had a feeling she was an Altaian just based off of like okay, because it yeah. makes sense if all the druids are actually Altaians. Yeah, and all the Palins were different races from the original Voltron. Like he was a Galra. Um, Alfor was Altaian. I don't remember what the other three were because who would? That's a fair point. So, because I don't even think they even mentioned who the other pilots are. Yeah, there's eventually episodes where they like show you all the stuff that happened in the past leading up, like one of those recap mm-hmm. things that anime does all the time and just general shows. But 
So I'm going to switch gears here. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. It's one of the things I, I really looked forward to, um, especially like the second to last step. I mean, it might've been the last episode. I think it's the second to last episode um, where they basically go into like the, the headquarters and the solar barrier goes up and like now it's fight mode and you've got these really awesome um transitional effect right so you've got your your underlying background which gives you that whole like i'm in space and i'm fighting vibe and uh it doesn't overpower a lot of the sound effects which is something that the macros does the all the audio engineering time. team yeah i think the yeah the, i mean like it just the it just lays in like the sound effects were built like to be a part of this track and it's just it's so it's so well done that it it makes you suspend your disbelief even further like there's a specifically there's a part where uh they do the they pull out the big heavy duty gun um and they do the uh the multi-firing across like the different fleets right like voltron in real action they unleash the laser beams and you have like the the sounds of like background sounds of fighting and you have explosions and then those all hit and it brings to like this really nice clean climax um for the actual uh backtracking when everything explodes and it just that moment i felt i felt very yeah i was like that that is probably the vibe that they really wanted and like then they had to hire some yeah. writers <laughs> yeah because people people have to talk in this yeah. we were talking before about <laughs> that, that yeah it's great they, they show you that that scene every time they turn into voltron where like the arms going and locking everything but the the soundtrack to that is is very satisfying like that violin going back and forth. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I very much. Yeah. Like I would I definitely echo it. what both of you are saying. Like, I mean, the soundtrack I felt like is really good glue for this show. Um, Cause it makes up for it. Like even, even like in the slow moments, right? Like the atmospheric noise that you get as we go from planet to planet, like it's, it doesn't feel out of place. Like none of the music, none of the sound effects feel like, out of place like everything actually feels like it yeah is doing its job as immersing me and putting me in the world and in the environment right like so that's composer yeah like i brad break i thoroughly i did thoroughly enjoy like the uh the sound effects and the soundtrack um i also agree about like when you saw the big gun pull out he like used the multi-lasers that gave me flashbacks to like this one scene, one of the only good ones from Macross Frontier that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what mech fighting should be all about. Um, and I definitely think this show would benefit more from mech fights and less from like senseless dialogue. I feel like, though, for any like mech fighting, like anything, if it's mech fighting in space, I'm always going to compare it to something in Gundam. Right. And like original Gundam, there's definitely like a scene mid season where something very similar happens. They get trapped and he gets. I don't remember which one because it's just been so long. He gets trapped inside of a bubble and all these ships are coming out of him and he fucking pulls out the deuce deuce flare gun and fucking just starts popping off flares left and right and blowing shit up. Um, and those are the kind of vibes that I want to see in a mech fight. Here's what I don't want to see. Uh, the part where they all like disperse and start doing their thing and like they make, they make certain ones look so much weaker, yeah. right? So like the blue lion 
just seems so incredibly weak compared to everybody else doing work with his pew pew I... tail gun. That just that felt so felt terrible. Like the blue lions in the middle. So it's supposed to be the most rounded one. Uh, so I feel like that's why it seems less uh like stand out than the rest of them. Like they all eventually get like very unique powers and abilities, but the blue one it does I feel like the green like, one is, is the like shittiest one right now. Like, oh, I modded mine so it could turn invisible. <laughs> Never mind that plot hole. Being like, I am invisible. Boy. I agree. Yeah, right but, now, it does seem because it's literally pretty, done pretty nothing silly. special. And then the yellow one just rams into that, things. And then the fight. That's also what I would like to see the, more the, of is like them using their lions to do things. Like the first season is a lot about them like being Voltron and becoming Voltron, and the rest of the season doesn't the rest of the series doesn't necessarily do the greatest job but i feel like that's when it's the most interesting to me is when like each lion is doing something with the lion like mm -hmm. so you can see what their individual powers are like the green one you find in like a forest mm -hmm. and it like obviously is going to have some kind of like earth or plant or forest powers but like we don't touch on that at all in in this first season There's a lot of things that like, yeah, I mean, the first season, right? It's supposed to leave all of these open-ended sure, I mean, like It's just the first so season out of what? Have creative so, like, there's supposed to be plenty of time for development. And I understand that, you know, like I'm not, we, I'm very much not trying to like hate on the whole series as like just based off of the 10 episodes that we've seen. It's just, there's a lot of things that it's like, it's like, oh man, no. it's their first season. You should have done this, this, and this to make sure I continue to watch the second and third season. Well, I mean, that's what we do here. We 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 just tell you what's wrong with your show. We don't care if you fix 100%. it. Hundred percent. We're like the. <laughs> I mean, I I would have really appreciated it if if the characters didn't all sound like frat boys. They all sound like frat buddies. Every single one of them. Like, there's nothing. Like even Pidge's voice. Like, yo, know, if you're gonna play the trap card. The after reveal, the after voice has to be different. Like I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some luscious. I you love gotta the like, you gotta saint like, me. We're supposed to believe she was a girl. Yeah, right. Or like, a boy. I, because it is obvious that she's a girl. Like, it it is obvious that she's a girl. Like it. Obvious. Yes, it's very. And obvious. I love that it's Lance like, is the only so... person that's like, uh, duh. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know it just it it felt mm, it's kind of like i feel like i'm forced to like pitch um we're like, forced to empathize in the with her, that, despite like, her being one of the shittiest people on that ship right it's like th that the whole family thing and then when rover yeah like basically commits like suicide to say like that it can why? fly why can't it like right. well, i don't understand that's what I, think. I was like why don't it just deactivate itself and fly back up that's what i thought was gonna fucking Nick happen there was no in point. a very like frustrating position narratively because like yes of course you'd want to be like as a person you're gonna want to go find your family i'm sure but like for this narrative like you need to be voltron like get over your shit yeah like, so, like, it's just frustrating to like her right now. Eventually, like, once she sorts out her stuff, I feel like she becomes a great character. It, but, it yeah, just, right now, she's just, like, annoying. Right. And I feel bad because she's, like, one of the two female main characters. And it's, yeah. And it's, like, it's very frustrating because it's, like, okay, I understand. Like, you know, like, I blame the writers 100%. 
they're trying to make a cop like first of all og pidge was not a girl bt dubs no yeah uh, she was a uh, he was a twin and he had a twin brother named chip but like uh right. it feels like they're trying to make her be complex because they don't know how to write complex female characters because if you think about it the two female leads are effectively orphans for all intents well. and purposes they're orphans like the the pair the, she is stranded she does have a mom but she is stranded true yeah but she's stranded yeah so like the female like the princess her entire race as far as she knows other than corin or Koran, is dead and then for pidge she's in a completely different part of the universe and so that means she's like separated from her mom she is looking for her brother and father but there may is like if her brother was having to fight in those gladiator matches He's probably dead. And if he ends up being alive, which. But anyways, like, it's going to be like, <laughs> Ray doesn't know. And we're not going to tell him. The point is, is no. like, there's a lot of really annoying things that it's like, oh, they, the writers very clearly, like, don't know how to write a female and make her be interesting. And that makes me sad. Right. Like the only way, because if you notice, mm -hmm. the only two tragic people are the female characters. Why are they the only tragic ones? Why are they the only characters that you have to bring up this, like, tragic backstory in order to make us care about them? Like... Well, Shiro arguably is tragic, too. But all right, I Yeah, I mean, arguably, sure. Like, one year of imprisonment in gladiatorial rings, like, who, who knows, really? Like, he... I get the impression that his history, like, that one year is not as bad as they're, like, deliberately making it sound. Um, yeah. But well, you should assume, I think, because of the characterizations that Keith has probably had a difficult life too. But they don't really tell you that at all in the first season. I wouldn't say difficult. Just, I would say he's just rebellious. And like he probably like whether but the point is though is that they're not using that as a definition. It's not being thrown in your face that oh he may because he's rebellious, like we can make an off-the-wall inference that he probably bounced around from foster home to foster home if we really wanted to just make shit up in our heads because they don't tell us that. They're not throwing it in our face every episode. Meanwhile, they are throwing it in our face every episode that, hey, I don't know how to write female characters. This girl's parents are missing or her father and brother are missing. This girl's parents are dead and so is the rest of her species. Like, that, that's frustrating. Like, as so, especially because, like, I consider myself very, very, very pro-LGBTQ+, and um, very much pro, like, feminism. And it's very, very frustrating mm -hmm. when I watch things like this, and it's like, you're, you're doing no one any favors. And, like, now you're putting me in a position where, as a man, I have to criticize the roles you've written, because, and, like... And I feel guilty for it because it's like, oh, well, here, here is a female character, one of a cast of five, by the way, that is an opportunity to be a heroine and save the universe, except they don't have a fucking writer and they write her into a box. And it's like, also, why is she a boy? Why is she trying to be a boy? Exactly. There are female there, cadets. There are plenty like, there are of female, female cadets. cadets. Yes. Or is yeah, Lance it's just that's like, why I said it's really struggled with like it's all, like they called her a whole, he and she yeah. just was like, I'm just not going to correct him. Well, she no, she it looks like she deliberately tries to be a boy because she wears the boy cadet uniform. 
I guess it's because she broke in and she didn't want them to recognize her. But like, just the haircut would have done that. Different. The she just had a ponytail before. The haircut styled after her missing brother. That's not creepy. Um, and then nobody recognizes her. Yeah, like, right. Like, <laughs> she looks just like her brother. It's I, uh, um, also uh, yeah. at the beginning. This is kind of circling back to the beginning. So they all like get on it's just like a like a sliders thing where they go through a portal and like that's that's their deal they just have to deal with all the shit in space and the only character that's like this is kind of fucked up is hunk and like you just don't care about hunk at this point so you're like he's being a baby but legitimately like his whole life just changed in a matter of like 15 minutes and everybody else is just like cool with it and he's like i when are we going back to earth yeah, I mean, that's a very valid question to ask, right? Like, I do appreciate that, like, Hunk is the one that brings that up, and they don't make fucking Pidge bring it up again. And they have, like, someone <clears throat> echo that idea, right, of, like, yeah, you know, we are, like, however old they are in the original series, they're in their early 20s, but it's fine. Um, in this show, they're, like, whatever age, and it's like, okay, yeah, it totally makes sense that as kids, you want to go back home, or as anybody, you want to go back home. You didn't technically sign up for this. So I understand that. They should. They should go back home, too, because when they go through that portal, that ship that was there to get the lion... Did not follow It's not going to chase them. Yeah. Like, it's just going to go to Earth. So you can only assume that when they eventually do go back to Earth, it's probably going to be taken over by the Galra already. Yeah, it really depends on what that ship's main mission was. Because that ship was originally like a search party looking for lions, and then, well, actually it was a search party looking for the escaped prisoner transport vessel. Um, and then they find well, a it lion. It seems like they're real, they're real keen to take over planets, though. And if yeah, that they are. That yeah. ship can't chase anyone, like, I just feel like it was, it's yeah, within sure. like, the Galra prime directive to be like, well, just go to take over planets. that. Like, just yeah. put another one under the under the belt real quick. Right. Let's just absorb the quintessence out of it. No, absolutely. Um, and it's like, that's another thing, too. And I'm really glad Shiro raises the point about it, because I'm like, because here's the thing. If the Galra have been doing this for 10,000 years, some people don't want to be freed. If you have... 10,000 years, generation after generation after generation after generation after generation after generation after generation of bondage, then it's like you don't think about anything else. Freedom is not a concept you have. And when someone offers it to you, you will reject it outright. I mean, they are confused. The, the the Balmerans, I guess they are. Yeah, that's like they, um, us. She doesn't know what the sky is. She doesn't really know what freedom is. She doesn't reject it outright, but she's just like unfamiliar with the term. Sure. And I mean, that's like, that is something you, you see kind of touched on with that. But it's like, there is a lot of cultural problems with what it is that they're trying to do. And like Shira kind of slightly addresses it by saying, yeah, we can't just go take out Zarkon and kill him because that's not how you topple an empire. Because like, I mean, the unspoken reason why is because someone could just take his place. Right. So it's like you have to systematically go around and liberate each planet. But the problem is it doesn't matter if you're a Voltron, if you're the antimatter equation, if you're like fucking Superman or whomever, you can't be in more than one place at a time. And they have forces much more than like that can mobilize and be places much quicker than you can be everywhere to defend the liberated planets. Like, so there's, <clears throat> there's like, that's, 
I feel like one of the problems that this introduces is that it's never going to address because it because it, it it's unaddressable, so you're just gonna ride around it, is that they they made the scope too big. Like if you've had some like a race of people conquering the known cat like all the galaxies for the course of ten thousand years, like there's there's not really any coming back from that. Like, I mean, you, you're talking about yeah. having to create an equally large coalition of forces just so you can protect all the new territory that you're going to be liberating. Yeah, it should just be the galaxy. Like, even that is, like, vast. Massive, like, yeah. The universe is ridiculous. Like, it, they say universe, but the scale is more like a galactic scale, I feel like. It's one of the things that I've always loved and appreciated about Star Wars. Even for all the bullshit science fiction they come up with, they always limit it to a single galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. It's always in this galaxy. Um, It's the only time they ever deal with things from outside the galaxy is the Yuzhan Vong. I guess we just, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I just couldn't think of the name of them. So I guess we just crossed the hour mark. So I'm going to, like, ask you some final questions. I know normally we ask... Like, uh, would you recommend it? But I also want to ask, do you want to watch more or would you watch more? I mean, I'm going to, um, regardless of if we circle back as a group or not, I will watch it. I will watch it very, very casually. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like The Office, right? Like, it's something I could put on in the background and sit in the dark yeah. and be depressed and watch as yeah, say, like, it's, a, it's a good background on the show. floor <laughs> I mean, it's definitely- <laughs> right it's not something that's going to draw me in like the witcher right. did or uh like yeah, i'm not getting a Voltron transformation <laughs> so. noise you can just go right into it you don't have to pay attention you're like oh there's voltron let me see what's happening now right oh they're transforming into voltron time to go make a sandwich i'll be back in they're, five i mean it's not like I mean, y'all know that I'm really guilty of, like, just hardcore binging things. Like, I mean, I fucking no-lifed Grimm most recently. Mm. Um, but, like, I'll, I will watch it. It may be at a pace of, like, you know, maybe two to three episodes a night, but I probably will continue to watch it to finish it. Um, because if I fucking watch tip, uh, Hunter x Hunter, I can definitely watch this Voltron yeah. reboot. I mean, they're, they're very quick episodes, too. After that pilot, I felt like they just all melted away, like, very quickly. Yeah, but the problem is, is that, like, a lot of those episodes feel like, oh, shit, we've got to come up with 23 minutes of content. (laughs) And then sometimes you're like, Mm -hmm. there's nine minutes left of this season. How are they going to wrap this up? Well, easy. They transform into Voltron one time. But that's six minutes right there. Exactly. They only need the three minutes to kill things. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. So so would you recommend it? Uh, it depends. I like, it's a qualifier recommended. Like if I feel like somebody, I would like, okay, I might recommend this to Alex because I know he's going to get stoned and watch it. Um, but like, (laughs) Hey, but like I, I, I'm wow. I would not recommend it to Lane, for example, because I don't think it'd be up. I don't think it'd be something he'd enjoy. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to recommend it to my girlfriend. Um, like I there like there's a list of people that I would recommend it to, but there's a just as equally large, if not larger, list of people that I would never recommend this to. Okay. Cause I think you have oh, yeah. to be a certain person to enjoy it, right? Like I enjoyed aspects of it mean. because it hit the nostalgia button and it's mecha anime. Right? Like, and I I enjoy those things. Yeah. I enjoy things. We that, love giant robots here on this podcast. Fuck yeah, we do. Yes, you know, we do. Yeah, we, yeah do. we do. I mean, this may the, seem strange yeah. to go to after our first episode, but like, we love giant robots more than cops. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Wow. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, no, if there was just a giant robot police force. Boy, have I got an anime for you. <laughs> that needs to be your catchphrase. All right, audio. All right, would you would you recommend this show? So I guess I'm kind of the guy that that does the flip flopping thing on this podcast. Um, I enjoyed watching it in pieces slowly, and so if you need something. Um, that's going to scratch that that mech itch that you have uh, because you can't find Pacific Rim or any of the thousands of Godzilla movies or any of the Gundam stuff. You've seen all the Power Rangers sure. seasons. Like, you're, you're through it. You right, like, if you're just like, oh, man, I need something no different. Super Sentai. You watch Spider-Man, the Japanese version, like, you're through it. You, and you, you even watched else. Robotech. Then, like... <laughs> oh my Robotech god is, oh my is god so encompassing have you guys ever seen that show yes we can we can we don't have time to talk about that right now <laughs> yeah we don't but i, I saw so, like, it's just that thing though it's like if you have kids and you would like to get them started enjoy them on to like you're a dad and you want to have like met kids so that your wife stops telling you that it's not cool to buy the 150 dollar like gundam build uh figurine that you do yourself and you, you need an excuse to get that then yeah bring it on but like the, it's it's just it's i'm gonna say it's seasonal man you just gotta be in the mm. mood for it um y- you can't you can't force it because that's the thing the show doesn't force anything about yeah. itself right they already know that they have a formula that they're gonna yeah. make money off of so like it it's a beautiful the animation if anything and you just you're like me where dreamworks pixar like you just love that 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 the that animation quality yeah yeah watch it but like if you're looking for plot you know the plot for this show doesn't start until you're like three seasons deep and even then it's kind of like not anything that you wouldn't expect yeah uh so it's not it doesn't do anything it doesn't do anything unique, but it's also not something that should just be shoved yeah. off the shelf, yeah. right? Like yeah. you just you need to have it's beautiful. It's a good tool to have, have in the box, in right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's not winning any Oscars for a story. I mean, like if there are different a way to not listen to it in English, I probably would recommend it. I a hell of a almost lot more. changed it to like fucking Mandarin just so I could, yeah. Well, I couldn't do it. I, I, I started it. I started it in Mandarin, and I was like, nope, can't do this. For you either. guys, there's like not a lot of like bite to the english voices but a lot of the english voices are like famous people from other car- english cartoons so a lot of yeah people do i mean a that. lot of them are like throughout the years a lot of them are, are are but they intermingle in those universes of like like smallville like, and all of the different power ranger franchises and the pokemon franchises like and a couple God. of different like i could not place their voice yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's like it, it, the the cast itself there's nothing wrong with the cast it's just like you have it, the animation is beautiful, but it very much lines up with the this is pitched mm-hmm. towards kids, like a certain kids diet. But then you have like some pretty like adult based concepts that you're trying to like wash down for kids to understand. Um, and like that kind of stuff is going to do it away probably for anyone that is like our probably our target group of people who are going to listen to these types of podcasts like if you're if you're the 10 year old listening to this sorry to ruin voltron for you but like, <laughs> um 
<laughs> it's just like it, it, it is that it's it's you need to yeah. have a desire yeah for this. Agree. yeah well i mean i can i can say safely once i got to like episode seven I was all right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing, doing Voltron yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, let's go. to go. the second season after the last episode. Like, I was ready for it to be over because I watched it all today, I'll admit. But it was hard for me not to, like, roll right into season two because they leave you, like... Yeah, like with the split. On a yeah. cliffhanger, one more. Well, I guess that wraps us up here today. Um, You can find us on the things that Audio will list because he knows them better than me. Uh, all of them. Uh, we're on we're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're on uh, Google Podcast. As of like Hell two days yeah. ago. Um, yeah. If if it has a podcast name, we'll we'll be on Pandora soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for Pandora soon. Uh, I said Spotify. Well, um, don't forget our social. And then uh, also while we're here, yeah yeah we've got we've got a Twitter. Um, We've got we've got all of it's our name. Twitter. So it's like at, it's, it's at, <laughs> this isn't a debate. Yeah, 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 this isn't a debate. And then we have it. Yeah, like past that. Um, and also, quick shout out to uh one of the community members that we're a part of, uh, uh Maisie doing our our logo. It's very beautiful. She went back and did it like four or five times to get rid of any kind of like color blurring that was going on. Which I guess it That's went on. I didn't notice any color blur. Blue is blue. But she did, and she did it like it. So she went, so 100%, I would give you, like, a full shout-out. Go check out her stuff here because she is a very talented artist. But um, you say she's we, have, amazing. we have a lot of things. I would say that she's absolutely amazing. Nope, I wouldn't say that, but you 1, would. 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, I, I no, simp, great. I'll Love simp her. for it. I'll simp for it. So uh, it's you fine. You can also send us All an right, email. But we have, we have a lot of cool projects. So. At, uh, this isn't a debate, a debate at... No, no, you can't. No, no, I'm editing. Edit it out. No, okay. no. I don't want to. I figured we can read no, out emails. I'm... That's what most podcasts do. But if you don't want to do that, then fine. We can read out. Um, we can read out tweets. No, 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 no. We read out tweets. I'm just kidding. I guess I can't edit it now, right? Because it's going to be a part of. Hmm. Maybe I'll just go back and just like beep out Cody's voice. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, thanks for uh, listening, guys. Well, you can send, you can you can send us emails. <laughs> I mean, you could have guessed what it is from the name of the podcast. Like, all, all, almost all podcasts are just their name at Gmail. Um, I mean, you could technically Google it, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's cool. What it's listed as a week, business. What's our, what's our assignment for next week? Our assignment for next week? Wow. Um, so I haven't figured out how we're going to make this happen, but I'd really like to go, like, super old school, and uh, I'd like to do the Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. All right. Okay. I mean, it's your choice. We can't um, veto it. That's the new rule. But we'll see. I guess we'll see, huh? It'll be a surprise for whenever we record is there, it. Yep. Is it not on anything like a streaming service? It's just really hard to find because of copyright laws. Hmm. But don't worry. We'll pay for it if we watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for coming to uh, to our podcast. And uh, peace. Bye. Bye.